simple steps to faith walk. Many people believe that being saved means that you have to give up everything you think is fun or that your life has to change overnight. Our faith walk is a journey that begins with a simple step. A personal journey to the best love affair you will ever experience. A love affair that focuses on relationship, not rules or criticisms. I want to break down this love affair through applying biblical principles in a practical way. So I invite you to take this walk with me and share it with anyone you want to experience a selfless, active, unconditional love. Join me in unlocking the simple steps. Hi everyone, welcome back. Thank you for not joining us for another week of Simple Steps, The Faith Walk. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. I hope you got a chance to listen to the first two episodes and you're able to catch up. If not, feel free to go back and listen at any time. Um, if you like what you hear, don't forget to like and share. So last week, we were able to sit with Pastor Christopher Morgan, my pastor, who is actually going to be taking this entire journey with me this season to, to just help put you know things into perspective from a biblical principle, but applying it in a practical way. So today we're going to actually be talking about what does a Christian look like? Stay tuned. So Pastor Chris, today we're going to talk about what does Christian look like and this topic is very um, close to my heart just because I get a lot of reactions all the time about you don't look like a Christian and mm. it confuses me because in reality I'm like what does a Christian look like you know is it because I, I'm too uptown is it because I don't have um, I don't dress very conservative what does a Christian look like so um, we have a lot of traditional churches, especially growing up in the Caribbean and even in the United mm-hmm. States, when you think about what people wear to church, um, you know, people dress in suits, women wear their long dresses, long skirts, even wear hats and those kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But as the younger generations come up and the charismatic movement started to emerge, the dress code started to shift a little bit. I mean, I remember when I was growing up in Catholic church, I wasn't even allowed to wear sleeveless to church. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it too, I think, has to do with, um, in, in the Caribbean, the laws around not wearing sleeveless to like government places, um, you know, and so it, it also had to do with our culture, not just mm-hmm. church. True, um, true. But, but today I want us to do a really deep dive into what does a Christian look like? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I want to start with our hair because for me, especially with you, that's a little fascinating. So when you think about Christians in the, in the natural sense, um, especially in Jamaica, you think of women that have natural hair. Um, that's very conservative, you know, usually wrapped up. Some people wear a hat. Um, I remember walking into a church for the first time in Jamaica many moons ago, and the pastor, his name was Pastor Christopher Morgan. Oh, boy. Um, and he had dreadlocks. Lord and have mercy. Like, in, church. in church. In church. And you walked right out, right? Well, no, well you know, fortunately for me, I was saved a long time. So that's <laughs> the pastor. 
yeah, yeah. But, but I do I do remember getting reactions about the Rasta pasta and people being confused because they're not able to differentiate between a hairstyle and mm. what some call a religion or a yeah, certain yeah, activity. Yeah, yeah. And so first I want to know what possessed you to, to lock your hair. And two, what possessed you to keep it when you decided to transition into becoming a pastor of a church? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, well, let, let me start with this whole idea, this whole thought. I'm going to get right to the hair, but the, so, <laughs> with the thought of, like, what does a Christian look like? I had that question, you know? So, uh, young guy, so I'm going to start um, living for Jesus and putting down certain things. And, uh, and I started to think, well, how do I look like Jesus? How am I going to look like Jesus? Jesus was a first century Jewish man. How do we look like Jesus? And then you realize it, it, it had more to do with uh, character. You know what I mean? What was Jesus like? So how would he have dressed? And when you check it out, Jesus was a, Jesus was a rebel, you know, um, um, in relation to the, especially the church world and the religious world. They never used to like him as such. Uh, he was a rebel. So he must have looked a little bit like a rebel, right? So he's a, an anti-traditional kind of guy. Uh, you know, he hung out with sinners, right? And he hung out with some, so, you know, temple people every now and then. He hung out with the rich and he hung out with the poor and everybody was comfortable around him, you know? Uh, but what we know about him is that he was strong, confident, smart, uh, intriguing, and he was inspiring. You know, I think, um, you know, so when... when when I went into this locks thing, I think I, I had a fascination with, with what it looked like. I think there was a little bit of rebellion in me. So what happened to me you know, is I got to the, the ch- I started, I became a pastor, graduate with theology. I'm still a little bit crazy, right? And I went into this church, mega church, and I think there were a lot of expectations for me to look a certain way, be a certain way. And I think there was a part of me that wanted to anti-tradition just like Jesus. Uh, so the anti-tradition in Jamaica was locked. So I, I, I did it and I did it for, you know, a little over a decade here down to my waist. And so I, I did it and I, I think I liked, uh, back then I, I liked the idea of not looking like a church person. I liked the surprise. I like when them say, no, you're too light. You're not Christian, that kind of a thing. No, not that I look like, I didn't look like a sinner. But yeah, exactly, much work, much less a pastor. So I didn't look like a sinner. It's not like they were, you know, but it was, uh, so I think because of the kind of persons that were, that I knew God wanted to draw into this new movement and this new thought, uh, you know, I, I stuck with it and I was, it was true to, I was true to, it was true to who I am and the, the kind of person that came to church, you know, you know, they came because they were blacks seeing something there that was not very churchy okay um so it happened to me and then it was happening to a lot of people and they came you know this this what you're coming to the church people will come into church with them go for god with a tie on and then when them see me them just loosen them tie you know what i mean a girl would come with her hair up in a bun and she take it out you know what i mean it, and, and so on. so it was really it was really powerful it was it was it was amazing uh so I cut it off, and then, people, and then my church people then vexed with me because I cut off the locks. It, it was ridiculous. I come back, I went to foreign yes. for the weekend, and then just came back fresh, here looking, and everybody was like, "Who is this guy?" You know. Uh, so, but but you know, um, 
still, it, it still is a little uh, non-churchy, that what is inside of me, and I think how I would present, how I present myself. You know, because I want to look as, as young as my wife is. My wife is a, is a, is a little bit younger than me. And uh, so, so I get the young children, my daughters, because um, my barber comes to me now in this corona season. So my barber comes, and my daughters are always saying, Daddy, put a line in here. Put, get a line. Give, Dave, give him a line in your head. So between my wife and my daughter, right, I'm, all, I'm out there now, not looking, try, not looking my age and, and so forth. And I guess... Right, and and not looking like I'm trying to look like something um, uh, that fits something. No, I'm not rebelling anymore. Right, I, obviously I'm not rebelling against anything, uh, and I'm also not trying to show off about anything. Uh, but I I I am happy to be free from tradition, and I live it and I look it, you know. And um, I'm excited about, about that. So persons come to our church with all different type of hairstyle, all different type of hair. And the newest thing now is we have people on the worship team and them have on them hats and them have it on back way. So um, I'm sorry, but at Go For God Family Church, we are a little bit out there in terms of uh, not being traditional just for tradition's sake, not sticking to a rule or a law that isn't biblically founded or has any kind of a reason behind it. Uh, so uh, everything is respectful, everything is uh, modest, but we're not being bound because, you know, uh, being bound is, is, can be worse than being bound by foolishness uh, and doing things that are crazy on the other spectrum, you know? So, uh, yeah, so I went from the locks to trying to look young, and um, that's right. Have a young church too, right? The average person at Go For God is young. Yeah. So we're staying young and trying to be fresh. <laughs> so our hairstyle really doesn't matter. It, it not biblically at least, Un unless God tells you grow your locks, like Him tell uh, John the Baptist, like Him tell Samson, grow your hair and don't drink no alcohol and eat um, eat honeycomb and don't do these kind of things. Well, you know, they, they, unless God tells you. God, God give you a hairstyle and I guess you're free right. to do whatever you need to do within reason, yeah? Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about a dress code, right? Because yeah. you think about different churches, um, everybody has traditions and of course you always want to be respectful of the space that you're in. You know, growing up you learn about time and place. Yes. So I probably, and it's funny, I, I actually was um, a little bothered by it one day because I wear jeans a lot. Mm. I always wear jeans to go for God, but I would never at one point wear jeans to Catholic church. Right. I understand. Um, because I just, it's not how I was raised. I was raised in, you know, going to church in a dress and, mm. you know, mm. or a skirt or pants even, but not jeans and a t-shirt or jeans and a, anything. Mm. And so, um, should we care about how we show up at church? Yeah, I think we should care about how we show up anywhere. You know what I mean? There's some some people house I go into. I know if I go in them house, I should have a dress a certain way. I mean, this is people house, right? You go into a certain restaurant, you know, you know, you can wear your your shorts and your sandals, your slippers or whatever. Um, you go into another kind of a restaurant, you know, you have to wear shoes and you know, different places have different cultures, and you should care, right? You know, you're just not going to care. Right. I have a problem with people who don't care and are not respectful of 
the, the house they're going into. You know, it's, it's easy to care to, right? Um, you know, but, but when it comes to your house, right, it's very important. Uh, let me just give a caveat. The caveat is this. If God sends you to a church and God says, that's the church you must go to, uh, if they are dressing in a way that you're not comfortable with, I think you must be where God sends you. Uh, 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 dress as much as you can the way that the culture is there and do as much as you can to bring a new and fresh culture there, right? Without disturbing their vision and their mission. But you must be where God wants you to be. Other than that, if God sent you to go for God, no. Our thing is, uh, and, and we're just using this as an example, right? Uh, because the, the, there's a culture in a lot of new churches and for, where, you know, I go for God, I say, listen, dress comfortable enough to worship, right? So you can't wear something that if you lift up your hand, something going to drop out of your, your blouse. You know what I'm saying? Or if you're bending down, something going to drop out, right? Or you have tight pants and you can't worship, right? So, so we say, dress comfortable enough to give God all the glory that is due to him. Some churches, they're not trying to put up hand and sing and give God glory. They're not doing right. full expression. Uh, you, know, you know, if you want to fully express, find a church that, uh, you know, ask God to send you to that kind of come to go for God where you can fully express. So we dress comfortable enough to worship, right? Uh, so if, if somebody comes in shorts, you know, somebody comes in, it's because that's what's comfortable for them to worship, right? That's what they're comfortable in. Uh, we do, obviously, uh, every now and then have to tell somebody that they probably need to cover up a little bit, you know, or tell a man that in pants too tight, right? But we do those things in a, in a very loving way and um, help persons out because there, there are some ways that we can dress that uh, are inappropriate because, you know, you don't want to attract certain kind of a, attention and, and so on, so on. So, so, so yeah, um, biblically... Uh, you know, I believe that, that God wants us to be appropriate for worship and for the culture of worship. And you want to dress in a way that not only can help you to receive uh, the word you went there to get, you know, and to relate to people, uh, but you want to go there in a way that will allow other people to receive what they're supposed to get. So if you're a woman and, you know, you, you have certain assets and so forth, if you're a man and you have certain assets, you want to not distract others with it, you know. Uh, so, so there is a consideration for sure. First for the culture and then of course for really people and helping people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, I'm a new Christian or I'm just visiting church for the first time and I don't have church clothes, right? And maybe I don't even have anything that's too conservative. Mm. I mean, should I care about what I wear if I'm coming to church for the first time or do I just come as I am? I mean, my Bible tells me render your heart and not your garments, right? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. I mean, should, should what I wear prohibit me from showing up at church? Yeah, well, I, I would hope not. Uh, and this is not just speaking for Go For God, speaking for churches in general. You know, I, I think uh, every church should be open to, to persons coming as they are and rendering that present state of what is in their heart. Um, the, the, there should, however, be a journey, <laughs> right? Um, so we're not really uh, going to church to remain the same. 
you know, so how we get there uh, when we just get there shouldn't be how we stay there. So, you know, so you could, you know, I, I, we would want to, I, I would hope that a church would accept persons the way they come and then help them in developing themselves to then dress a little bit more comfortable for worship, um, help them to dress a little bit more appropriate for worship, dress in a way that doesn't offend others. So I would say, I, I'm, I pray that everybody listening here would find their way to church in whatever they have, you know, with the determination to see what's happening and pray towards, you know, the, the goal of, of, um, of fitting in. There, there's something really exciting, you know, about uh, getting into new environments and, and adapting to all of the blessings that are there, you know. So, you know, find a church the way you are in hopes that they will make you better. One of those aspects could be uh, dressing better, str dressing stronger, you know, and, and so forth. Um, you know, it, I, I'm not so sure if, yeah, there, I guess you might have to edit this part up, but no, I, I don't know how many people really, I haven't found that so many people who are coming to church barefoot. You know what I mean? In other words, you find the right church, you can come, come the way you are, get, go there the way you are. You know what I mean? And if you go there and have to beg a new pair of shoes so it can be more appropriate next week, then that's the right place to do it. You know, in other words, you go to a hospital, you go there sick, you know, and a, a church should really be like that. So you can go to a hospital broken, go to a hospital broke, and they should mend you. So I, I would hope that a church can also play its part in changing us, uh, even in a way that helps us to dress more appropriate. Yeah. So how about question? All right. Can Christians dress sexy and what does that look like? Oh boy. Um, well, uh, well, okay. So it depends on what sexy is. How do we define sexy? You know, uh, is sexy the shape? Is sexy the, 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 the complexion? I mean, what is sexy? Is it the walk, is it the, the walk? and so forth? I think um, uh, sensuality um, is something that is not really the, the mode and the tone of like a, a church environment. Um, so well, somebody I don't mean to church, I mean oh. church. Yes. Oh, generally, mercy. All right, come on now. Um, well, if it's sexy, then it's sexy. So, <laughs> uh, so what, what, I, what I'll tell people is the, 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 the main thing is, I think we should, for sure, biblically speaking now, uh, the main thing to consider biblically is that we are modest, right? Uh, in that how we are dressing isn't showing off, isn't going on like, isn't trying to prove something, uh, isn't trying to show something, you know, that, you know, I think we, we, we have some decisions to make uh, and it's what are we, what do we want, right? So, so say, what do we, how do we want people to feel when they see us? Do we want them to want to rub up on us? Do we want them to want to have sex with us? Do we want them to envy us? Do we want them to grudge us? Is that what we want? Uh, I think we need to check ourselves because that's an issue. Um, I would, I would say if, if you're fit and you, you look, uh, your body is set in a way that persons think that you are sexy, you know, by what society thinks at least, um, that you, you should uh, figure out who you want 
to be having sexual thoughts about you and who you're reserving all of that for, yeah. you know. Um, you know, I, I just think there's so many other things that we should be going after. You know what I'm saying? What do you want? Do you want them to want to have sex with you or do you want them to listen to you? Do you want them to want to rub up on you or do you want them to be inspired and motivated by you? You know, so biblically, I, I'd say, if you are humble, then dress humble, right? Uh, if you're confident, dress confident, right? If you're joyful, dress joyful, right? If you're caring, then dress in a caring way. If you are a leader, dress like a leader, you know? Uh, I, I, I think, uh, unfortunately, you have a lot of um, males and females that are attempting to lead, uh, you know, attempting to inspire, attempting to, you know, they want people to listen to them. They, they want to affect lives in a positive way. But then they're dressing, you know, you know like, like, like if that's not what they want. They're dressing like they're, they're, they're in a distracting way. They're dressing in a way that maybe looks a little bit immature. Um, they're dressing in a way that looks like they, they have to impress externally because they don't have anything internal to give anybody. Right? So um, the truth is the more confident somebody gets and the more mature they get, the more they realize them can't sexy and not have to show everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so it's more about uh, impact and influence uh, and dressing to impact and influence and give, send the right message, send the message you want to send. You know? yeah, I think it's important for us to highlight that men also need to be mindful of how they put themselves together and how Absolutely. they present themselves. Absolutely. You know, yeah. you know, being, uh, being sloppy versus being you know, well put together regardless of what you have on. I mean, mm -hmm. somebody would have mm -hmm. on shorts and a t-shirt and look more put together than somebody in a suit. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. So we talked about modesty um, mm -hmm. and you talked about humility. And I think that that also lends to the concept of Christians not supposed to have nice things. We're not mm -hmm. supposed to um, wear anything that is too flashy or um, mm -hmm. anything too expensive or even have nice cars, you know. Mm -hmm. And so from that perspective, when you talk about mm -hmm. what a Christian look like, I remember going to a church in Florida once um, and when I pulled up, a car pulled up in front of me, in front of the church, and it was a jag. And the pastor and his wife stepped out, and they were in matching pinstripe three-piece suits, top hat, cane, okay. snake snakeskin shoes, the work, gold teeth everywhere. And I was like, "What is happening here?" And I must tell you that to this day, I remember the word that he preached. Mm. because it was so impactful and and for me that was a lesson of pause because my initial reaction when i saw them was like what are you doing here catherine you need to leave right now because this can't be a church that you need to be at mm -hmm. and, um but the impact of his word made me realize that you know it's about the message and not the messenger mm. but sometimes you know we get caught up in the natural around somebody looking too flashy or having too much or being too showy or, you know, um, and so from a biblical perspective, um, is that okay? Mm. Yeah. 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 I think it's a matter if, if, um, if flashy is distracting, you know, 
you, know, you, you had a good experience or you chose to, to stick and stay. But, you know, for some that would have been a book cover that caused them not to open the book, you know. And so, so we think this whole, you know, don't judge a book by its cover, but no matter how much we say it, it still is a natural inclination. Uh, you know, so we do have to ensure that we're not uh, uh, dressing and being and living uh, and shining in a way that's distracting or blinding. But at the same time, uh, we do have to find, fight to find a way to shine because the Bible tells us to shine. It says, you know, you are a light and you don't want to cover it up. You actually should be like a light on a hill that is shining. In other words, you are supposed to be uh, uh, maybe not flashy, but shining and inspirational. You're supposed to be seen, right? Uh, you are supposed to be uh, very conscious of who you are and what you look like and presenting yourself to a world uh, in a way that they can see you and make a positive judgment, right? Uh, I see her and I think I want to be like her. You know, there, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, Paul talks about, uh, you know, living in a way that you are an example and people look at you and they say, I want what is, what is, what is inside her, you know? So there is an art to making what is on the inside shine so shine externally, no matter what you have on, first of all, right? Uh, so, so what some people have been able to do is to match the, the glory and the glow uh, that's inside them with, with what is on the outside. And it's a challenge, but if you work on it uh, enough, it's something that can be achieved, you know? So I would say shine, but don't blind anybody. Right, And I think it's important for us to understand that um, if we are a representation of God, so we're created in the image of God and we yes. are a representation of God, at the end of the day, we must always represent excellence. And what does Absolutely. excellence look like? You know, I'm excellence looks like I am doing my best and so I am now in a position to have the things that I want, it's, but I'm not being controlled by those things. So I'm not being driven by wearing name brand clothes or I'm mm -hmm. not being driven mm -hmm. by driving a nice car. Um, mm -hmm. But this is a, 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 well, it's like, a, um, this is the fruit that I'm bearing based on the life that I'm living. Right, right, you know? right, right. Um, and the truth of the matter is, you know, we talk about our priorities and um, what matters to us, but it's okay for us to like nice things as long as we're not being controlled by like those nice things. And like you said, that's not what drives us. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. so I'm not going to go and, I, and I'm just using myself as an example, I'm not going to go and buy a $3,000 handbag and walk past somebody on the road and that I could be helping instead of paying $3,000 on that handbag. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. if I can afford to do both, then that's even better. So maybe I don't have to choose. But mm -hmm. the handbag is not the highlight of who I am. It's just something nice that I like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think so many of us get so caught up with the idea of what we're supposed to look like, how we're supposed to dress, what we're supposed to be like, um, that it's, it overwhelms us, especially the people that have never been exposed to a loving environment, that have been mm -hmm. exposed to a welcoming environment. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think my, my last question would be, how do we 
find ourselves in a space that we know will welcome us for who we are and help us to grow into that that place that you said, you know, I come in my shorts and my my t-shirt or my tight up or my whatever. Um, and and not feel like I'm being judged. And how do I now put myself in a position to be open to that group? How do I ask for help? How do I put myself in a position to to be receptive to that growth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, so some of this then is recap. I mean, first of all, obviously, you're going into an environment. Go as you are. Um, if that's all you have to go as, right? Other than that, though. Uh, there can be some consideration and should be some consideration for the environment you're going into. But I would say so that we can freely be all of who God has created us to be. Um, We have choices as we go into every new environment. God has called us to this church. I would say uh, if God is calling you to a place, a place of worship, and uh, I would say go in there and not in, in, in relation to how you dress and so forth, not fight to fit in, right? Even though you're considering, but you still have to fight to stand out, right? Uh, it, it's not about fitting in, it's standing out. There's, there's something about who God has created us to be that if we're being it fully, we should be standing out in that environment. So, um, so I say that I say, eh, there should be a high level of creativity in our life. A Christian should be creative. Christians should be standing out. So our Christian in our church should be standing out even in the church, right? Um, we are the ones that, uh, why, why should we not, if we have Jesus and if we, have, if we are made in his image and his likeness, image and the likeness of the creator, why we can't be creative? Why can't we be the ones trend setting? We should be the ones innovating and, and looking, looking brand new, you know, coming up with stuff, looking like stuff. And you see, we, we shouldn't really be following what's happening in the church or following what's happening out there. We should be the ones coming in, uh, the newest local designer, right? Made in Jamaica, newest local designer. You know, one of some of the newest trends now uh, in, in, hip, in the hip hop world, which has, is taking over North America overall. Um, they have a thing now where they are really wearing, people are wearing now local brands. They're wearing, and, you know, I saw a celebrity come on the other day and said, you know, look at my shoes, look at my pants, look at my shirt, look at my hat. I know, I know every, I know every owner. I know all the owners. In other words, I'm wearing my friend's clothes, yeah. right? They're local designers. In other words, we can be innovating. It's like, let's not get caught up in what the church, this and that and the, the, what the Bible says is that you must be creative and you need to be free. So let's stand out, okay? Let us stand out. Uh, let us be innovative and trendset in what we are wearing, modestly, right? And very excitingly. So another big thing is um, leaders and those that are stepping out to, to, to go ahead. Uh, you said it just a while ago, so I'm just saying, um, they're called to being an example. They're called to excellence. Right? They're called to being inspirational. So it's, if you think that, well, I'm going to fit in and fitting in means toning down, then you're not really following what God wants. What, what, what God is saying is you need to step in and stand out in a way that you can be inspirational and you know, uh, 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 an encouragement and motivational 
You know, when people see you, they want the God that is inside you. They want the joy that's inside you. They want the peace, the confidence, the strength, the wisdom, you know, how smart you are. Um, all of what is inside of you, the shining out of you. So, I don't know. I, I'm the pastor. I'm a pastor, and I'm saying, maybe you don't need to be fitting into a church. Yeah. Maybe the church that God has called you to, you need to go and stand out. I love that, PC. I think that um, it's so important for people to understand that it's not about what you wear. You know, it's really about where your heart is, and everything else will come. Show up, be present, because it is where you feel the pulling to go and mm. everything else will fall into place. You know, I love when you say don't fight to fit in, fight to stand out. Yeah. Be, be excellent. Fitting in does not mean toning ourselves down. It means being excellent and being able to inspire others, to motivate others. Mm. And it reminds me of um, a saying that I love to use that I actually learned when I was doing my MBA, um, confident humility. You know, it's owning who you are, being bold, but at the same time, being humble enough to serve. Mm. Um, but knowing who you are and owning who you are and being comfortable in that space. Mm -hmm. And again, we want to remind everybody that this is a journey. It's not an overnight success. I mean, even I believe that I have a long way to go. You know, there are many times that I, I you know, would even feel ashamed because I would dress up to go to Catholic church. Like I would put on heels and put on a dress and do all of those things. And when I'm coming to go for God, I'm in my, my jeans. But it is because of exactly what you said. You have embedded in us that we must dress to worship. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go on my face when I go to Catholic church. I'm sitting pretty and, you know, following my routine that I'm accustomed Exactly. But when I'm at Go For God, I feel free and my hands are raised high. I'm on the floor if I want to be on the floor. Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm mm -hmm. comfortable without having to worry about pulling down something or adjusting something. I mean, that's not me anyway. But, mm -hmm. but you know, reminding us that we're dressing for the occasion and the occasion is the encounter with God mm -hmm. is the most mm -hmm. important thing. Wow, and wow. so it doesn't matter what anybody else around you has on, what anybody else around you is wearing, because you're not going, we're not going to church to encounter the people. We're going to encounter him. That's good. That's good. And That's so good. Yeah. If, we, if we think about that and think about our relationship with him and how he's going to respond to what we're wearing, then mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. Preach, girl. So I, I really love this conversation and I hope that everybody has been touched and has gotten more clarity around this idea of what does a Christian look like, you know, and re again, reminding us that we were created to, to live in excellence and to be excellent because we're a reflection of our creator and whatever that looks like, it could be, you know, excellent in a tear up jeans and a t-shirt because we're in a creative space. And we are displaying all of our creativity in that space. It could be excellent in a three-piece suit. It mm -hmm. could be excellent, you know, in anything, as long as whatever we're doing and, and how we're carrying ourselves is our representation of him. Yeah. Amen. That's good. That's good. So thank you for joining us this week. And we look forward to seeing you again or, or for you joining us again next week. Have a great week, everybody. Simple steps, guys. Simple steps. <laughs> <laughs>